Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Trundle Bed Tales. This episode is a Travel Times episode and it is what Disney words mean. Now, sadly, I do not go to Disney enough to have an actual Disney podcast or anything else really, but I wanted to uh, take a an episode and sort of talk about the words that you uh, hear when you're doing Disney, because there are all sorts of things you need to know about, and you may not understand if you haven't heard of the words before. So today we are going to go over a lot of those words, and I hope you enjoy it. So before we get to that, we have just a little bit of housekeeping. And that is to remind you that uh, this is the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on iTunes, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And you can be a part of the show. You can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. And... I want to make sure that uh, you all remember that September coming up is going to be a huge Laura Ingalls Wilder month. There is always an event on Labor Day weekend at the Herbert Hoover Presidential Library that holds Laura's papers, and I'm going to be the speaker this year. The show is going to be on a Sunday uh, of Labor Day weekend. I'm also going to be up in Pepin, Wisconsin for their Laura Days, and I'm going to be speaking up there, and so is Renee Grace, uh, the illustrator of the Little House Picture Book. And then I'm not going to be speaking, but I am going to be down in Mansfield, Missouri for Wilder Days this year, of which I am very excited. So lots of stuff coming up on that, and hopefully we're going to get some more Travel Times episodes too. And I hope that you'll enjoy them. And I think that is enough of housekeeping today. So I want uh, to get you going in this uh, thing because I think really... Uh, If you know these terms going in, you'll understand all the information there is. And honestly, uh, 
a lot of people might think that what you could do is show up at Walt Disney World, buy a ticket at the gate, and they would give you all the information that you needed. Well, that probably used to be true. It definitely was uh, the first time my mom went, and it was basically what we did the second time when she took us, although uh, I think we might have missed out on a few things, but, you know, not much. And But now there's so much going on that they can't just stay here, and you have to do some research and have a plan. So some things that you'll need to know. The Disney bubble. In Walt Disney World, they make a true effort so that you do not go off of property. Not that you can't, but they want you to stay in the Disney bubble. Uh, For the company's idea, that means they want you spending your money on Disney products, not on something else, uh, or giving money to other companies. But uh, to Disney fans, it means while you're there, it's sort of like you are in a separate land. And you don't have to have all these concerns uh, that uh, you might normally have. There's food to hand. There's transportation to hand. There's uh, just shows and everything. And they want you to live within the Disney bubble, if at all possible, while you're there. And some things can make you feel more or less in it. But people will talk about that Disney bubble feeling. Now, this started back with Disneyland because Disneyland is what they basically used all the land that they could afford to buy. And so it's completely surrounded by hotels and restaurants owned by other people. And that's a real problem for Disney. So when they got Walt Disney World... They bought a huge piece of land. It is actually uh, its own, well, not town, but uh, district, which is one of the things you can have in Florida that's sort of like a town. And they're the Brady Creek District. And so literally, it is this huge chunk of land, some developed, some not. And Disney would be very happy if you did not get off of um Anything from when you stepped off the the airplane and got on the Magical Express, I'll get to in a minute, till you got back to the airport that you were in all Disney all the time. So one way they try and do that is they use showbiz terms. They don't talk about employees. They're cast members. Now, that does not just mean the people who are doing shows. That means everybody. So janitors and cleaners and cooks and maids and everybody is a cast member instead of an employee. Now, they also uh, call on stage versus backstage. So on stage is any place where a guest might see them. And backstage or offstage, it means the employee-only areas. And sometimes you can, if you take a special tour, get to go into the backstage areas, which is awesome. Uh, But uh, they talk about onstage versus backstage. Guest relations, uh, that you are coming in, you are a guest at Walt Disney World. You are not a customer. So guest relations is the 
office and they have one at each park. They um, have uh, one at Disney Springs that it really, if you're having a problem, that's where you go to guest relations. Magic bands. Now, I should warn you that one of the reasons why Disney worlds are so confusing, or Disney words are so confusing, is they really like magic and festival. So almost always, there's just so many things that will have the word magic in them. So the first one we're getting is magic bands. Now, a magic band looks like a watch, and what it is, it's an RFID device and that is used for many things um, most scarily Disney uses it to track you but they also it has a lot of functions so if you stay on site you get one automatically and it's your room key they use it for if you are getting your pictures taken they scan that and uh, know to put that in your online bundle of pictures. If you go through some of the rides, they'll scan that and put your name up maybe on uh, on a screen that'll flash people's names and they will have gotten that from your magic band. Uh, you can charge things. You can put a credit card on there. So no matter what you're trying to do, you can wave your magic band. Oh, and you also use that for identifying yourself for um, fast passes, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, magic bands are sort of magic and they do all kinds of things and they're completely awesome. Uh, the, you get basic ones, as they say, if you're staying on site. If you are not staying on site uh, within the resort, you can also buy one. And uh, I personally think it would be worth it even if you did have to buy it, and even if you get the free ones, you can buy an upgraded one because they have lots of them that have designs on them. And the ones you get are fairly plain. They, you put your, your name on them and they're a choice of colors and that's about it. But you can buy one that has just about any Disney character on it. There is one that has figment uh, figment of imagination, of course, that I really want, but I did not spend the money on it because they are kind of pricey if you buy a, the ones that are fancy. You can buy a fairly plain one for enough to make it worthwhile. If you are off-site, instead of a magic band, you're going to be given like a little credit card, and it will do some but not all of the magic band functions. Another uh, term that is sort of unique to Disney is Disney adult. And what that means is that like many places, Disney charges more for adults than for kids. But Disney has an awfully low uh, point for that. So it's, uh, you're a Disney adult once you turn 10. So once you start looking at uh, different costs, of things on site that list children's prices and adult prices. If you have someone over 10, they are counted as an adult, which is rather unfair. But you will find that comes up if you were doing anything with kids. The term Disney adult is used a lot. Link tickets. Now, right now, 
as I mentioned, you can't just show up and have everything handed to you. And one way they are trying to give you as much information as they can is the My Disney Experience app. Uh, if you do not have a smartphone, it might be worth getting a burner soft, or, uh, smartphone for this because that app really has all your information on it. And the first thing you have to do is link your tickets to the My Disney Experience so it knows who you are and uh, it will also then show um, your fast passes, which again, we'll get to in a minute, your uh, dining reservations, your room reservation, uh, all sorts of stuff. It's, it's going to be right there in the My Disney Experience and you need to link, link your tickets to get that going. Um, Magic Express, and I mentioned that already, the Magic Express is a bus uh, or a fleet of buses that goes from the Orlando Airport to Disney World and the resort. Uh, you have to set it up ahead of time. Uh, I'm not saying they wouldn't catch you or take you if it was uh, you didn't get it done ahead of time, but really you should. They expect people to. Uh, and you give them the time of your flight. If there is a delay, since they have your flight number, they will know it and reconfigure so they make sure there's room for you someplace else. The buses are determined by your resort location. And even if you want to go to another resort first, you can't. You have to go to the resort that you are uh, have your reservation in. Uh, they also, you sign in your bags at your home airport. And Disney will come and take the bags and they will just magically appear in your room, which I just love to death. Now, a lot of people do carry-ons and that doesn't really work with it but if you've got checked luggage check it at your home airport boom it's in your room which i just love photo pass i mentioned one of the things magic the magic bands did was uh, organize your pictures and photo pass photographers are photographers that they have stationed around the park at kind of key places where people are going to want pictures now, sadly, they do not have everybody there every uh, all the time. So you may have to go back if there's a particular picture you want. They will, however, uh, take pictures not only with their cameras, which are very nice, but also with your camera if they want. And any they take with your camera for free is yours, of course. If they take it with your or with their camera, it goes into this um, pool of pictures. And if you get the, the pay for it ahead of time, you play a, pay a flat fee and you get all your pictures that the PhotoPass people took. That also includes ride photos because, again, you have your magic band. The ride uh, will take pictures of you and know to put it into your picture account. Uh, that is really great because you can get pictures of your whole group. Take full advantage of that. Get the bundle of pictures. It is worth it. You'll also hear people talking about the Fab Five 
that is some of the basically the original Disney characters, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, and Pluto. Uh, some of the character meets will always, I might always say it's the Fab Five. Um, so there are certainly character meets of other people, but if you hear that, that's who they mean. Um, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and if they do describe them as the Fab Five, a lot of times they will have special outfits on uh, that you don't find the same outfits everywhere. Ears. Disney was really big on Mickey ears. That goes back to the Mickey Mouse Club where they had the little black hats with the ears and the embroidered name on them. I really had to get a set of those the first time I went as an adult because I wanted one for years. But they have all sorts of Disney ears, variations of it, different kinds of hats, uh, different Disney characters on them. Um, Disney ears that are Mickey ears that are uh, headbands, which are really nice if you have long hair to, to push them back. So uh, there's they are for sale all over the park. There are specific ear stores, and if you need want them embroidered, you have to go to those. But you can buy buy them anywhere. Uh, the Disney windows in the Mad Main Street part of the Magic Kingdom. They have windows on both sides of the street that are painted with names of businesses. They, of course, aren't real businesses, but they are um, people who uh, were an important contrib contributor to Disney somehow. And usually the type of store kind of is a little bit of a play on that. And those are all the... the uh, second story windows in the Main Street area. Disney Legend, they have a Disney convention called D23 every other year. And one of the things they do is they name Disney Legends, which are people who had a major contribution to the Disney experience. Uh, they can be behind the scenes people like animators. They can be actors, um, you know, anything like that. Park hours you hear, which is uh, just saying how, what hours the parks are going to be open. Uh, that differs depending on the time of year, the day, any hard ticket events, which we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, they can change them. If, they, if there are more people than they expected uh, in the parks at a certain time, and that would be when I show up because it's always more than that. They can move opening up an hour, sometimes even two hours. So uh, you always want to check the crowd calendar right before you go to bed the night before you go. And as I say, the different parks have different hours. So make sure you're checking where you want to go. Now, add extra magic hours are a benefit that you get for staying at a Disney resort or staying on site. And that means they will have a couple hours either in the morning or in the evening, well, night, basically, uh, at one of the parks pretty much every single day. Uh, that, if you can go during that time, very early or very late, they can be really helpful. But people a lot of times will plan they're, which days they go where by the magic hours, even if they don't make the magic hours. 
So you're really better off picking the uh, day, the, the park where they had magic hours the day before, because most of the time people didn't go back to the same park back to back. Uh, and crowd calendars, uh, this isn't anything official, but a lot of the Disney websites will put together what they call crowd calendars, where they are putting together their best guesses based on various information, schedules of schools around the country, what attendance has been like um, other years, and they put together what they call a crowd calendar which gives you kind of a guess on whether it's going to be really busy when you go or not. Um, early morning breakfast reservations. You hear people talking about that, though as they stand now, they aren't as important as they used to be um, because they've changed how you get into Walt Disney World. But uh, it's still kind of a thing. And what it is is you try and get a breakfast because you can get breakfast reservations at a park before it's open. You go in a separate little gate, tell them you have a reservation, they double check that you do, and they take you in there. And uh, then on the way to the restaurant or immediately afterwards, you can get pictures of a near empty park. You can get a head start on being in line for the rides and there are some advantages to it. A rope drop. Now, it's actually it's kind of funny because it's more accurate now than it had ever been in Magic Kingdom, where they now have kind of actual ropes kind of blocking off uh, sections. Um, but rope drop is, for the most part, a metaphorical rope, and it basically means when they let you in the park. The rope drop does not necessarily have to be the... Um, same as their posted hours. Sometimes if they've got everything ready, they will let people in early. You will also hear people talk about this as a verb to rope drop, which means getting there super early in the morning so you can get in the park and get through rides and get things done before the mass of people come. A park hopper is a ticket add-on that lets you go from park to park. Normally, you, with a normal ticket, uh, if you have a multi-day stay ticket, uh, you can go to one park a day. It doesn't matter what order you do with them. You can pick. Um, you can do them all Magic Kingdom if you want. You can do Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, or whatever order, but you can just do one per day. If you have a park hopper, you can uh, go, you can do Magic Kingdom in the morning and Epcot in the evening which I really like. I, even if you don't use it, I think it gives you kind of a feeling of security. It keeps you in that Disney bubble that you have that flexibility, but it is an extra add-on. You also hear people talking about annual pass holders or APs. Online, there are a lot of abbreviations. I'm not even going to try and do get into abbreviations for the most part, but if you see AP, it's annual pass holder. And what that means if someone has bought a pass to be allowed to come into Disney for the entire year, there are there are benefits to doing that about parking, about getting able to come for special events, for certain discounts. 
there's a lot of advantages for that, but of course it is a little bit pricey. Um, sometimes not everybody in your group has to be an annual pass holder. So sometimes people who are who are just planning on coming for once during the year will have one member get um, a annual pass uh, so that they can use the benefits for the whole group. Hard ticket events. Now, this is something that's getting to be more and more popular at Disney, and that is where you have to buy an additional ticket. Now, usually that is the, uh, they include, not always, the, the, but the dessert parties don't, but for the most part, the after hours or the hard ticket events uh, include the time to get into the park, the admission fee, but there'll be a restricted time on it that you can only be in the park um, so many hours unless you have bought a ticket for the whole day. Uh, they have after hours events at this point. Uh, they, the park is very supposed to be very empty and you can ride on all you want. I want to do that so bad. Uh, there are uh, party nights where they have um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which starts in August, and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which starts the instant after uh, Halloween. And uh, they, for those events, they have extra characters that you wouldn't normally see. They have um, goodies, like for the Christmas party, you get the most perfect chocolate you've ever tasted in your life, and cookies and you can have an endless supply of both uh, during Halloween. You can actually go door to door trick or treating. And um, so, so there's just, a, they'll have a special parade. They have a special fireworks show. Uh, and again, even though it, they, they keep letting more and more people into the party. So the lines for rides aren't as short as they once were for those parties. They are really cool, cool things. Be aware, though, that if you have a general ticket, uh, you will have to leave the park at 7. Uh, that's when they kick people out. Usually for the party, you can get in at 4 uh, or after 4, but uh, you have to, with a regular ticket, be out by 7. So keep that in mind when you're picking your days. Dessert parties do not necessarily have, or, or basically do not have the admission price included. And what they basically are uh, reserving you space. So uh, there, uh, for instance, there's one for the fireworks show. You go, you have food. It's got usually some savory, a lot of sweet. You can eat as much as you want. You can come and go if you want, and they will have a spot reserved for whatever it is that the dessert party is for. So um, for the Magic Kingdom dessert party, that's for fireworks, and you get a place reserved, a good place reserved to watch the fireworks. Um, and there's one for Frozen where they, after the dessert party, they take you on a personal uh, group, your group only ride of Frozen. So they have a they reserve something for you. Uh, you really kind of have to decide if it's worth it or not. They are an extra uh, expense. 
I really enjoyed the fireworks one we did. Uh, that's the only party I've done, so uh, or um, dessert party I've done. I have done uh, uh, Mickey's Christmas party. Attractions. Now, they don't actually use the term rides a lot of times. They call them attractions. Again, they're talking about showbiz terms. They're, though they do use rides in a couple of the descriptors, dark rides are rides where there's like figures on both sides and you ride fairly slowly through in a boat and see different scenes around you. Sometimes they're dark and they're doing things with lighting. Sometimes they're not really dark, but they're that idea. Also thrill rides, which are things that people go on, I don't know, to get scared or turned upside down or whatever. Personally, I don't like them, but lots of people for some reason do. Uh, they have shows, which are uh, a lot of times their performances of Disney material as a play or whatever. Uh, character meets, that's where you meet a character. Uh, you can, there are characters that are completely within the costume, and you have characters that are face characters that use the actors or actresses' own face. So that's like the princesses usually are. Um, are face characters and character meets. They have specific times and places where people stand in line to meet the character. Uh, there is for rides and shows a queue, which is where you stand in line. Now, a lot of times they will try and have interesting things along the queue because you may be waiting there a long time, um, but that's basically just means line. Fast Pass Plus is the system they have at Walt Disney World. And what that is, is reserving a, a spot in a ride. So you don't have to stand there as long. Uh, the, if you are off site, you can make your reservation 30 days ahead. If you are staying on site, you can make them 60 days ahead. You can also make them the day of or change them anytime after you initially make them. There is a fast pass line on most rides, and you uh, just, it's a shorter line. There'll be signs up that will say uh, fast pass line and standby line. Anybody who does not have a fast pass is, goes in the standby line, which will, they will have times for each of them, and the fast pass is almost always a lot quicker, though you can always watch that. Sometimes, for some reason, the fast pass will be longer and you can quick change it to something else then. Uh, there is also on a few rides, a single rider line. And what that means is that uh, you, it's, you're, it's usually for things where people are in a group. So let's say there's a car that takes four people and there's only three people in group, they will uh, pull one of the people who are in the single rider line out. A lot of it's usually people who are adults who do do that. Although as long as you're a Disney adult, you can. Uh, your group will get split up, but you'll get to go through faster. Rider switch is uh, something they do for people who brought small children to Disney World that can't go on the bigger rides, and they think that. The parents and the older kids in the group think that they should. 
So you go up, you get a writer switch thing. They give you a time to come back. Uh, one person gets to go through and then they come back and then the other person gets to go through. There's usually like a plus one. So if there's an older kid who wants to go on it, a lot of times they get to go twice. Writer transfer is for people who are uh, disabled in some way. For some of the rides, you'll be able to get on with your scooter or um, a wheelchair or whatever. They'll sometimes have special cars or boats or what have you. But some of them, it'll say that you have to transfer, which means you'll have to get out of your wheelchair or whatever and get in the, the car or boat or whatever to um, go on the ride. And I mentioned ride photos. There'll be certain places in some rides where suddenly a light flash will go off and they take a picture of you. If you've done the ride more than once, you know where it is and you can get a good pose. Uh, and that is, again, uh, put into your batch of pictures with your magic band. Now, dining is a big thing at Disney, and they use some interesting terms. Uh, Quick service is like fast food. Basically, you're going up to a counter, ordering and getting. You can, for a lot of the places, mobile order, which means uh, using your app, your My Disney Experience, you can pre-order. You get there, you check in, and they make your stuff, and there's often a shorter line for that. Table service means that it's a sit-down restaurant. Character meal means uh, it's either a buffet or a sit-down restaurant where characters uh, come around during the meal and you can quick grab autographs and pictures with them. Uh, set price means it is uh, a restaurant where there is one fee no matter what you order. You can order whatever you want out of their options, but you are paying that one price. Uh, a lot of the buffets are set price, uh, but some of the other uh, nicer restaurants are too. It just kind of depends. An advanced dining reservation or an ADR, you can make those starting 180 days out. And people who want to go to specific restaurants often do. That doesn't mean you can't pick them up later, especially because people in the know tend to overbook their dining reservations to see how they feel when they're actually there. You can cancel them up to 24 hours in advance, uh, meaning anywhere before 24 hours in advance, um, by which they really mean the previous day, not necessarily absolutely 24 hours. Uh, and that is something that you really want to have figured out. Now, as part of the Disney bubble, one way they try and keep you in there is by not making you pay for food as you go. You prepay for it, and that is a dining plan. You have to be staying on site to get a dining plan, and there are different, you get different things depending on which level you get. So like the quick service one, uh, I don't want to say exactly what it what it is because it, it can change, but um, it's like a quick service meal and I think a couple snacks. The standard uh, Disney dining plan, or they sometimes just call this the Disney dining plan, uh, you get one table meal or table service a, a day and one quick service and a snack, which is more than you want to eat. 
we did the deluxe dining plan the first time, and my God, that was so much food. Don't get the deluxe dining plan. It, it really, the only way it makes sense is if you're going to be at a lot of the top end restaurants. And even then, it is so much food. By the end of the week, we could hardly move. Now, you get uh, credits, and those um, snack credits can be used in some of the regular stores. So uh, if you have some left, you can always, at the end of the week, buy um, like crackers or Reese's or lollipops or whatever things are snack credits at the various uh, stores and use up credits that way. So you hear people talking about snack credits a lot. Open Table is a service that you can sign up for, and it has, I think, a charge. Um, we didn't use it, but it you put in what you want for reservations, and it watches and puts in for you quick if one opens up. Uh, dining uh, packages uh, you can get as sort of an add-on. So you get your meal and then an add-on. So, for instance, there's three restaurants in Hollywood Studios that do a dining package for Fantasmic, which is one of their shows, which is awesome. I highly recommend it. And if you go and get the dining package, then you, when you go to the show, there will be reserved seating for you, which is really nice. I recommend the dining package. They also have it for different shows and, and different things, but uh, Fantasmic was the one we used, and I really loved it. In terms of certain snacks that you'll see, uh, Mickey ice cream bars are big. They are no longer with chocolate ice cream and vanilla like they were when I was a kid because they switched vendors. It's uh, vanilla ice cream with a chocolate coating. Very popular still. Dole Whip is a pineapple. Um, well, it isn't really ice cream, but think pineapple ice cream. Uh, Dole Whips are very popular. There's a place you can get them in the Magic Kingdom, but there's also a couple of resorts that have them now, and you'll hear lots of people talk about a Dole Whip. School bread is probably the snack you hear about most in Epcot, which is in the Norwegian bakery, and it's kind of a really kind of sweet, puffy pastry. Uh, popcorn is really big, and they offer popcorn buckets that are specially designed. A lot of times they're limited, people collect them, you also can buy uh, the popcorn bucket, and it will be refilled as long as you are there for that trip. Water. There's free ice water at most of the quick service restaurants. Uh, if you are drinking and trying to keep hydrated, a lot of times, sometimes you'll have to stand in line. A lot of times they'll just have it sitting there if it's very hot. There are Starbucks within the Magic Kingdom, and the Starbucks at Magic Kingdom is the Main Street Bakery. Starbucks at Epcot is called Fountain View. Starbucks at Hollywood Studios is the Trolley Car Cafe. Starbucks at the Animal Kingdom is called Creature Comforts. Uh, they also offer special mugs, both full-size and miniature, that are you are their mugs that are different for each park. Deals. You hear people talking about Disney deals a lot. And uh, one of the things to know is a bounce back offer. That is an offer if you stay at Disney once while you're there. If you book another trip, as long as there is, uh, and you can 
transfer them as long as one person is going to both trips. And uh, there's a lot of times cards about that in the room. If they aren't, you can dial on any Disney phone, 8844, and they'll tell you what it is. Discount Disney gift cards. You will hear a lot of people trying to get money off of their Disney deals. They want to do it by getting Disney gift cards which you can get at Sam's Club, you can get at Target, and depending on how you do it, you can get a discount, which will give you some off. The, a lot of times the Disney deals are for resort rooms, but the one that is most popular is free dining. Um, it gets shorter and shorter every year. There are certain blocks of rooms that have it on. If you miss those blocks, you don't get it. You have to be there during very specific times that get shorter every year, and they've kind of been changing around lately when they were having it. They started it when falls were, fall was very slow. It no longer is, so now they're kind of moving it around. Um, free dining is a, a good thing. If you can get it, though, sometimes the room um, offers are actually better if you do the math. Disney Vacation Club, also called DVC, uh, is a timeshare. It works a little differently. You buy points like a normal timeshare, but uh, you pay it all in the first 10 years, and then you have ownership for 50 years if you get in on a resort when a DVC resort is opening up. And you can use those points at other at that resort, at other Disney resorts, uh, at Disney resorts, that are around the country, around the world, adventures by Disney, whatever. Uh, I think if you're planning on going back a lot, it's a good deal. We haven't done it yet. A DVC resort you'll hear people talking about, and that just means a resort that has rooms that are reserved for the Disney Vacation Club. They'll normally be kind of a section of them. DVC points are what you get for your membership, and... um, they, you can use three years worth of points at once. Uh, you can also rent other people's points, although Disney is doing its best to make that less and less attractive and taking away some of the benefits. Um, Magic Kingdom is what you call the main park with uh, the castle and uh, some things to know about it are the hub. It's got a wheel and spoke design. Um, frankly, I think it's the one where the design makes most sense of all the Disney parks. Uh, it, it, it's, um, as they say, wheel and spoke. It doesn't have these interlocking circles, so it, it really is very straightforward, and the uh, castle is in the middle of the hub. Uh, in the castle in Walt Disney World, which is Cinderella's castle, is Cinderella's Royal Table, which is their restaurant where you can actually eat within the castle, which is amazing experience, but very um, pricey. And a bunch of the princesses, like five of the princesses, will come around and uh, meet you and take pictures and sign autographs during your meal. There's also the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique where you can sign up ahead of time and get um, little girls can get makeovers. They put, uh, they make them look like princesses. They put sparkle stuff in their hair. Uh, There are different levels of what you can uh, pay to get. Castle Couture is a clothing store that has like costumes and stuff. It's 
sort of right behind uh, the castle. Good place to visit. Uh, they have it set up for the people who do Bobbity, uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique to um, get pictures taken in there, but anybody can. So it's lovely. The Good Morning Show, they do in front of the castle now, and it's usually a very brief show with a lot of Disney characters, sort of right before park opens to kind of start your day right. Uh, Kiss Goodnight is one of the very last things they do, and it's sort of a special thing at Cinderella's Castle, and they light it up, and they do a Kiss Goodnight thing. Utilidors, when they were building Walt Disney World, it was on kind of soggy ground. So what they did was they built one level, which are tunnels to get from different parts of the park to the other, and all of the infrastructure stuff. And then the actual park that visitors go into is like the second floor of the building. People who are Disney fans get very excited about the Utilidors and a Key of the Kingdom tour where you get to go in a Utilidor. The uh, lands around the spoke are Main Street, Adventureland, Liberty Square, Fantasyland, Storybook Circus, and Tomorrowland. They also talk about New Fantasyland, which was an expansion of Fantasyland that uh, added a new restaurant and a couple new rides. There are two statues that are most uh, important to Disney um, uh, well, Disney lore. The first one and the most important, I think, is called Partners. It also sits right in front of the castle in the hub, and it's Walt and uh, Mickey uh, holding hands, looking towards the, the future and everything they created. The other one is called Sharing the Magic, and it's Roy Disney, Walt's brother, who actually... Uh, did the money and made sure things happen with Minnie sitting on a bench. Getting pictures of those is always a big deal. Uh, next park is called EPCOT, which stands for the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And Walt's idea when he originally planned this was to have corporate sponsors. And so they would have uh, these apartments and those people would always be trying out the newest things, the the um, beta products the, and see if how they liked them and they were constantly going to be changing over to the, the newest model every year of everything and other people weren't as on board with that as Walt was and when he passed on people really didn't think they could do that so what they uh, did instead is kind of like a permanent world's fair and people today really do not appreciate what a world's fair was during their glory days. And um, Epcot kind of gives you a little taste of it. It's, it's a little taste. The world's fair would be a lot bigger than that. Uh, there's two sections to Epcot, Future World and the World Showcase. They have pavilions in the future world. They originally were for different parts of science. They've now kind of focus more on rides, but there's the land, which talks about the land, the seas, um, what used to be World of Motion, which is now Test Track, uh, 
Ellen's world of well, the world of energy, which became Ellen's world of energy, which is now going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. Uh, so it isn't it isn't as much of it as it used to be. But the future world opens first thing in the morning. It has a lot of the thrill rides, uh, or a lot of the rides. Period in the park. So that is going to be changing uh, at. Uh, about 11 a.m. they open the World Showcase, and that is uh, all the countries around a central lagoon. Uh, the countries they have currently are Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Italy, the United States, Japan, Morocco, France, United Kingdom, and Canada. Uh, I could talk a lot about what's in each of those things, but I'm just trying to do the basics that we're going on. The other thing to know about Epcot is that they are constantly having a festival now. The one that they kind of started out with, that was uh, the food and wine festival. But now pretty much anytime you go, they're going to have a festival there. It's going to have little booths where you can taste different foods. Uh, there's going to and various art-related things going on. Hollywood Studios is originally had a sort of a unique idea of being like the Hollywood in the 1930s and paying tribute to movies, and that's kind of been more and more lost as time went on. Some things to know about there is. Uh, Jedi training where they have this whole little show kids can go and be trained as a Jedi and they fight one of the big bad guys from Star Wars and win and they use the force to raise up this temple and uh, you have to sign up for that and you want to sign up in the morning it isn't quite as busy as it used to be at least right now but you really want to get signed up if you want to do that phantasmic is the show I mentioned before from the dining package. It tells uh, Mickey's uh, dreams of all of the uh, villains of Disney coming to take him, and then all the good people come through. There's, it, it, I, I cannot do it justice. It is a great show. Uh, they also have projection shows, which are uh, projections onto the Hollywood theater, which basically are, you know, playing video clips and putting patterns on the building, whatever. Uh, there's usually some fireworks with it, but the projections are really kind of the focus anymore. Toy Story Land opened up, and it is the world of the Toy Story movies. They have meet and greet, a couple rides, and uh, a... a place to buy stuff that looks just like a Fisher Price camper, which I absolutely love. Pixar Place is for the Pixar characters, uh, and uh, Star Wars Land hasn't opened yet, but it will be, and it's supposed to be the land Batu. Disney Springs is their, uh, they kind of opened it up as a place for people to go and kind of have a Disney-ish experience without having to have a ticket. Uh, a lot of local people go there. A lot of people go there who are coming with it anymore. There's enough stuff going on that it's 
on uh, people who are going to be there more in a handful of days must-do list. Now, where you are staying on site, where you stay on site means on Disney grounds, off site means any other hotel. And where you stay is a resort. Um, there are two resorts that are sort of within the Disney complex on basically on Disney ground, but aren't owned by Disney. Those are the Swan and the Dolphin. They have now most of the same perks as the Disney resorts, but check into the details of that if you stay there. They do have chain, or the HR chain, and you can uh, use points from staying in other places of those chains at the Swan and Dolphin. Uh, there's three levels of resorts. The deluxe resorts, which are the super nice ones, uh, moderate resorts, which there's sort of a handful of kind of in the middle, and then the value resorts, which are huge, and it's where a lot of people stay. Uh, you will also hear them referred to other ways. Monorail resorts are the resorts that are on the monorail, so those are the ones right by Magic Kingdom. Sometimes they also call them Magic Kingdom area resorts. And that's the Contemporary, the Polynesian, uh, and the Grand Floridian right now, though they are going to, at least plans have been announced to uh, add another one there. Uh, there are also the Epcot area resorts, which I didn't really think was a good idea until I actually saw them. And I think it really would be great fun. You are right by the International Gate in Epcot, which is sort of the back door. Uh, Great, great thing. A split stay is when you're staying at two different resorts and Disney property. Um, you have to, you, you can't take certain things with you. Like you're, if you have a dining plan, once you leave one resort, you can't take that with you to the other resort, any leftover credits or anything. But if you want to spend a couple days right by Magic Kingdom and a couple days right by Epcot, you can do that. And they will uh, move your stuff for you. Uh, online check-in, you can check in way early and uh, online, and then they will just sort of uh, text you your room number when it's ready. Refillable mugs come automatically with the dining plan, but you can buy them separately if you do not have a dining plan. They have a little chip in them. Anywhere that's a resort will have a, a sort of a refill drink area, and you can use that, uh, that cup that has the chip in it to refill for free. And uh, if you want iced tea, if you want pop, if you want coffee, if you want tea, if you want cocoa, Anything that they have, you can use one of those refillable cups. You can also, of course, pour what's in the refillable cup into another cup to take it with you. They do not work in the park, which I think is unfortunate, but you can use them at any resort. They also uh, participate in Laundry View, which means you can go to the website Laundry View, pick the resort, and show you the laundry rooms, what washing machines and dryers are in use right then which is awesome, and I often do just, uh, just so I can feel a little closer to the parks. Uh, sensor toilets. Uh, a lot of little kids are upset by this, 
Disney toilets are extremely loud and they are the sensor toilets. So you stand up and it, if things are working right, which they don't always, you stand up and then it goes whoosh. But apparently it scares a lot of kids. Uh, you can put something over that sensor and wait to get them off. Uh, the, there are lots and lots of souvenirs that you can get. Some of the most popular are autograph albums. They have the characters signed, which gives you them something to do during your interaction. It makes them be there a little longer. Really great. I love those. There are pins, which you can uh, trade with cast members and with other guests. Uh, there are pressed coins. There are pressed coins machines all over. Uh, there are and there are um, badges that you can get from guest relations, or sometimes there'll just be people passing them out for like, if it's your first trip or a family reunion or um, anniversary or whatever, they'll have special um, pinback pins for it. And they also have cards. There's a sort of, um, well, it doesn't really Dungeons and Dragons, but it's kind of like that game and you can get a pack of the cards every time you go, which have Disney characters on them that were super great. Now, if you're going with a kid, you usually need to take uh, strollers. And if you are going to get a stroller, you can take your own along or you can rent one either from Disney or from other companies. There's a couple of them in Orlando that will drop the stroller off at Bell Services at any Disney resort. So you can rent them, you can bring them along. You may want a stroller cover because a lot of times in, in Orlando, it will rain for like 15, 20 minutes during the afternoon. And it's just kind of nice to have something to keep the stroller dry. There are sto stroller parking areas. For a lot of the rides, you can't take the stroller with you. So you park it in the assigned areas. They can, uh, Disney staff will move those strollers as they need to consolidate to make more room. So you got to make sure you have something distinctive so you can quickly see your stroller. And Disney transportation is uh, really big. There is uh, Disney buses from most of the resorts go to the, all the various parks in Disney Springs. There are Disney boats for the couple places that have canals uh, that you can take a boat to um, the Hollywood Studios or Epcot, or you can take a boat to some of the resorts from uh, the Magic Kingdom uh, back and forth. There's some boats. Uh, there's the monorail, which is the train that is on one track, and it goes in a loop around the uh, monorail resorts, and then also has a jet out over to Epcot Park. There is the Skyliner, which is just opening up, which is kind of a gondola system. And they're going to start talk about Skyliner Parks, which are the two that it goes to, and Skyliner Resorts, which are the three that have, um, have uh, Skyliner Station. It's very helpful to be able to do um, some private transportation, too, besides relying on the public ones that are free. Um, Nears Taxi at the taxi service, highly recommend, especially if you're in a bigger group, plan some taxi rides in your budget, especially com coming back 
late at night, especially if you have evening meals at resorts. Minivans, M-I-N-N-I-E, are um, vans that are specially done and painted for Disney. You have to um, call them using the Lyft app. The various report or transportation also have what they call transportation cards, which are sort of trading cards for the type of transportation. VIP tours are those special tours that you can take that take you behind the scenes. There's a whole bunch of them. They are the couple I've been on are amazing. I highly recommend them. You can also get a VIP tour guide uh, with a group of eight. Um, uh, and I think, I can't remember how many hours, but you have to have a minimum amount, number of hours to pay them. And they will tell you about things behind the scenes. They will be basically a walking fast pass. So you can go through things as many times as you want. They will tell you helpful hints to get through stuff. Uh, the, the VIP tour guides uh, are expensive, but from the people I've heard who've had it are worth it. Now, to learn more, I would recommend the official guide, which is a guidebook called Burn Bombs. Uh, it was originally done as an independent publication, but Disney has bought it. So what it says is what's going on. It comes out every year in September. And then online, I would look for WGW Prep School, Kenny the Pirate, and Touring Plans. They have apps you can get. They have memberships that you can have to get into special information. I would not go to the park without having subscriptions to those three. So WDW Prep School, Kenny the Pirate, Touring Plans, look them up, subscribe. If you're going, please do not go to Disney without planning. I hope this uh, basic thing has helped you get started and that you will enjoy it. And I am over time. So thank you for joining me today on Travel Times. And I hope that I will see you again soon. And remember to brighten the corner where you are. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus